Welcome to the bonfire, exploring the stars with two modern witches today. Corey is out and about, but I'm Detta. And I'm Conowin. Hello, Conowin. Hello. And yes, we miss Corey very much. It's, oh, it's, very much. Yes, but it's good to be here no ma- n- nonetheless yeah. <laughs> to start off. The- and we're very excited for her. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's doing very, very excited. Things. Yeah, I, and I know, I think she's actually performing today. Right? <laughs> yeah. Very cool for her. So we love that she's out doing the things she loves. Yeah. Absolutely. I do very much. And I'm excited about Capricorn season. So I think we're ready to jump into the last season of 2023 and the Ugh. first season of our new year, 2024, yeah. which is kind of wild. <laughs> I know, right? This this flew and at the same time took a thousand years to get here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh my goodness. Yeah, let's let's do it. Conowin, what is in store for us? Okay, so I know it's been a wild, crazy few weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I even, I'm slightly encouraged by what I'm seeing for the end of this year, but of course it's not without its struggles and challenges, which we are no stranger to. But I think that there's some hope coming. I hope. I hope there is. I really do. There's some interesting stuff in here. So we'll talk about it and we'll see how this plays out for everybody. We're recording this. What is this? Like almost a little over halfway through Sagittarius season. So there's some really interesting transits at the end of this month or excuse me, at the end of this season that I think will be informing next season. So however those are going to play out in the next few weeks will definitely shift the energy. Sunday, December 10th in the Pacific Northwest, for those of you listening who might want to know that. And I feel like everybody is doing things today. I'm running a ritual this evening. There's a lot of events happening. So it's like this the holiday is buzzing and lots it of is. stuff is happening. It's just like, oh, keeping up with all of this. Let's jump in and see how we're going to keep up with the rest of the year. <laughs> Here we go. The Capricorn season is going to start on December 21st. This is the winter solstice. This is Yule. Welcome. The light is reborn and coming back into the world, which is exciting and hopeful. The actual season will start, the sun will move into Capricorn at 727 p.m. on December 21st. And happy birthday, Capricorns. Yes. Happy birthday, Capricorns. We love you. We love you very much. Yes. Your ruler of Saturn has been swimming over there in Pisces since March, which it's not been in for 29 years. So it's definitely been a tone shift. I think in this last year, we felt it because we had the very like marked time of Saturn and Aquarius, the pandemic years, all of the stuff that happened over the last course of the couple years since 2020. And now that Saturn's been in Pisces, it's like dissolving our boundaries. <laughs> I think a lot of people are feeling very emotional and easily triggered right now. There's kind of this like state of paranoia which Pisces can drum up because it is imagination, right? And Stop. Um, get out of my head, Conwin. <laughs> get out of my head. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and we're kind of sitting here like questioning all the systems, but not just systems of Saturnian systems of government and things. It's it's like, how is this universe even fabricated together? What is going on? Um, how are we being challenged right now? The structure of our very faith has been tested, not just in humanity, but just in everything. And Saturn is test. It's test around Piscean themes right now. So how are we one with humanity and individual? How do we exist together on this earth? And try to (laughs) coexist together with so many different faiths and beliefs and how do we show love in a way to all those that are suffering and hurting without ignoring other sides i think that there's just there's so much of these questions at least happening right now of course it is sagittarius season so this is very jupiterian as well and jupiter also rules pisces so calling into question of belief and god and faith and whatever that looks like for you spirit your your relationship with the other side and with the universe mm-hmm. as a whole. So Saturn being here is really putting this to the test. I think all of us are being tested. Our faith is is primarily being tested because of what we're seeing in the world. It's it's been really tough. Yeah. And Saturn is Capricorn's ruler. So I think this time 
of Capricorn season. Typically, we think of it as like the long-term structure planning of the year ahead because, of course, new year, new me. January's mm-hmm. upon us. We're, that's on our mind. But I do think that there's like a sobriety with this year and kind of a that rain cloud that Saturn's kind of brought to everything. Also, there's just been a lot of like water events in the last year. Oh. If we think back to March, right? <laughs> so many oh, things yeah. about the water, right? Well, I think we're in this, I don't want to say mass shared hysteria but okay yeah i'll say that (laughs) there's just all of this deep work going on i feel like i love that you say that it's water because i feel like what we're doing is at the bottom of a riverbed and we're digging up the mud and so everything's coming up and some of it's good and a lot of it's bad (laughs) and yeah (laughs) i mean as far as humanity i'm so glad you said i've been writing a lot about this because Hmm. i'm I am questioning humanity right now, let me tell you. Yeah, Uh, that's precisely the test that we are in mud deep in, right? (laughs) And it's funny you mentioned the dredging up because the other thing I'm going to mention is Pluto. Pluto is everything underground. Mm. Pluto is everything that's hidden Uh. and secret. And Pluto is wrapping up this time of its time in Capricorn. It's going to venture back here for just like a brief moment next year. And then it is officially in the sign of Aquarius. But what's crazy about this season of Capricorn, the day before Capricorn season starts, so December 20th, so the next day, December 21st is when Mm -hmm. Capricorn season will begin. But the day before Pluto will reach the very last degree of Capricorn and it will stay there Hmm. all the way until the next season starts. In fact, both the sun and Pluto are conjunct and move into Aquarius together, truly signifying that shift into the next dimension, let alone season. So really weird how like the timing of this happens. I just think you can't make this up. (laughs) It just it happens. (laughs) and, And my jaw was on the floor when I realized, oh, my gosh, they're moving in synchronicity together into this next Aquarius. So really it, a it, lot of this. Yeah. Is, it's is gonna, that what we mean by the dawning of Aquarius? Is this the dawning of Aquarius? I would say or- a lot of people are arguing about that. So a lot of the astrologers wow. I've listened to, some say we're entering the age of Aquarius. Some say it's not for a few another hundred years because of the way ages works. However you personally relate to that, I look at mm. it as We're entering a phase of Pluto and Aquarius for the next 20 years. So whether this is the start of it or the really like scary looking preview, and I don't want to scare people too Mm. much because Pluto, yes, it's transformational. It is meant to empower us in the end. That is what this is about. And we'll probably get into more of this in the next episode, of course, because Aquarius is going to be the subject of the next episode. And that will be when Pluto actually moves. For this episode... Pluto spending its time in the very last degree of Capricorn. This is such a time, as much as it's looking ahead to the new year, I really feel like this is a time for wrapping up. We also have Mercury in retrograde yeah. right now. So there's uh, there's a lot of revision and rewriting and redoing at this point in the season. With Pluto being at this final degree, this is reminding us of these last few years that we've had since 2008 that Pluto has been in Capricorn. So what has changed in terms of our relationship to Capricornian themes like structures, big businesses, authority, tradition, big forms of government? How have those things changed since 2008? Not just as a whole, (laughs) but to you, like your relationship to it. These are the bigger questions being asked by Pluto. And Pluto demands deep answers. It's not just oh, I did it. Hooray. Good for me. It's no, like, how is your life (laughs) altered? And what can you take into the next era, quite frankly, that you've learned and that has happened to you? I personally have a lot of relation, especially to like business and in general, because 2008 was a huge year, of course, because the economic collapse. And that really shifted Mm -hmm. a lot of my late teenage years, actually, within my own family. So seeing how that has affected my psyche around my own work has been really interesting. And I've been doing a bit of reflecting Mm -hmm. on that. So I don't know if anybody has been called to think back to those years. And just the last few decades, it's just kind of crazy. And now we're going to be heading into this new place. So we'll again, talk more about that energy. And I did cover that quite a bit in the last year's episode when I talked about Mm -hmm. Pluto moving into Aquarius, because Pluto did spend some time in Aquarius this last year, we had the preview of that back in March through June. Pluto spent like a moment, whatever was going on then for you. Oh my gosh, sorry, Dada. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's all right. Damn you, Pluto. Right. Why do you have to demand so much of me? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I I really think- we're reflecting back to that? Yeah, I would say 
if you're kind of curious, okay, what is Pluto and Aquarius? What's the flavor of that going to be like? We got a glimpse of that this year. So this is not the first mm. time we've experienced Pluto and Aquarius as a collective. Uh, we're going to feel it again. It will go in in January and stay in for a good portion of next year. And then we'll be finally okay. permanently in there for 20 years. Crazy, wow. crazy, crazy. So please let that 20 years be. <laughs> Revolution, okay, nonetheless, I'm not even right? Get- yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be Pluto and Aquarius, baby. It's crazy. Really, a lot of this Capricorn season is wrapping up these energies. So we are also going to have Mercury, as I said, is going to be retrograde. The sun will be conjunct Mercury retrograde just about when the season starts. So currently, as we're recording this, Mercury has not gone into retrograde, but it will go on December 13th. So we've been living with this now for a while, and it will retrograde from eight degrees Capricorn back to 22 degrees Sagittarius because there's 30 degrees in each sign and it will go direct on January 21st. So this area of life for you, if you're having things come up for you, it's likely going to happen again. And then again, there's three passes with the Mercury retrograde. I'm wondering, how has this been for you all listening right now? (laughs) Mercury being in an earth sign, this is likely going to affect things like Capricornian earth things. So business, work, government structures long-term plans for you it's a time to rewrite rewrite and retreat uh, and don't forget that the energy around this time is not promoting that it's not it's not no. like the retrograde time is an easy time for that you are kind of having to fight against the current here but the most benefit you can gain from a retrograde is by forcing the time to retreat and to take a step back because the energy is saying no 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 haste and hurry and it has to happen yesterday <laughs> There's an Mm -hmm. urgency with Mercury retrograde that can make it very hard. And it will get harder when Mercury moves back into Sagittarius and is close in conjunction with Mars. Because Mars is also saying, I want it done yesterday when it's in Sagittarius. So we have Uh them dancing together, kind of lighting the fire, going, it needs to happen when really we have the time. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Uh, You know what I've been doing? And I think this might have been your suggestion. I've been going through my calendar and canceling things. If wow, I very to. nice. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I looked at it and went, because I started feeling, I know this is going to sound weird. I was looking forward to Mercury retrograde. And then I literally did this. Oh, wait, we have the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have commitments. So I just really encourage you all, if you can, cancel things if you want to. Take the break. Take the breath. Yeah, take it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be your life. I'm going to be talking about this a little bit tonight at our ritual that we're doing because I often give oh. an astrology talk. But I like the big message here is there is more time than than you think. And you as a magical person have the power to step back mm-hmm. and, and acknowledge the fact that chaos may be surrounding you, but you have the power to not take part in that, to put up your boundaries mm-hmm. and and protect yourself from the the stuff that's happening around you and recognize that you do have more time. So ground yourself. So important during a Mercury retrograde in an earth sign, please take time to ground daily. If you can just even a moment do repeat a mantra to yourself or have just our little morning ritual or an evening ritual, something that just allows you to connect with earth and stability Mm. and security and and nurture yourself a little bit if you can i know it's a crazy time and there's so little time so all of this energy on top of it is only going to exacerbate that feeling but it's so important that you remember you have the power to do this and that you do not have to take part in the rife around you and the and the craziness you are powerful. <laughs> Please remember yes, that. You are. And honestly, as as much as okay, so we're starting off the season and okay, Pluto is here and Saturn's doing this and all this is happening. What I actually really love about this chart, we first of all, we have a gorgeous exact Taurus moon trine happening the moment that Capricorn goes that the sun moves into Capricorn, that the season begins. And The moon loves being in Taurus. She is exalted in Taurus. We have a sextile to the ruler of the the season, which is Saturn from the sun. Venus is separating from an opposition to Uranus. So any kind of strife or struggle that that might have brought or surprises may be wrapping up at this point. Mars is in a gorgeous trine to North Node in Sagittarius. Excuse me. Mars is in Sagittarius trining the North Node. So we've got like this energy around growth and evolution and moving forward. There's an optimism and an, like a very hopeful start to this season. I think that we're going to come into this with all 
intentions of establishing a level of security and strategy to our planning. Mm. Our mood is productive and forward thinking, and we're intent on growing something, on manifesting something. So I think as much as it is about wrapping up, it's for the purpose of moving forward and going into the future. What is it you need to wrap up? And I needed that reminder to wrap things up, to close out certain chapters before I can begin new ones, before those doors are open. So I hope that is helpful. I think it's totally helpful. And I I feel like we're in the middle of a re-evolution, like seriously. I agree. (laughs) I think we'll look back on this and have a lot. That's what I think astrology is also great for is the retrospective. Is, is going, oh, wow. Okay. That makes so much oh, sense right. now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's fun to do. <laughs> or sometimes also terrifying and your jaws left on the floor <laughs> like, wow, I had no idea. <laughs> and then to start off the season, we have this full moon in Cancer. So just a few days later on December 26th, the full moon will be exact on at 4.33 p.m. Pacific time. And it's at four degrees of Cancer. I know I say this every time, but for any of you listening or if you've never done this before, if you're interested on how the moons or any of these transits affect you, go look at your natal chart and see where these degrees are happening and then see what house that's in. There are 12 houses in the natal chart. And so you're going to want to look for cancer four degrees in your chart. That's where this full moon is occurring. And if you're looking for ways to work with this full moon as a magical person, that is a great place to start. Look at the house it's in, see what the house rules in your life and see how you can maybe illuminate, bring that full moon energy into that space in your life. So looking at the chart, the full moon is in a gorgeous trine and sextile to Jupiter and a reverse sextile trine to Saturn because Jupiter and Saturn are in sextile. That was a lot of astrobabble. Let me translate. (laughs) So when Jupiter... I know. Like I just go into the, the terminology I and then I'm it. like, oh, I lose people. Shoot. Uh, come back. Okay. So coming back, Jupiter and Saturn in sextile. We actually had this aspect back in June. And uh, because Jupiter is in retrograde and Saturn was in retrograde, they're now meeting again. And here's what's cool about mm. the sextile. They had a conjunction back in December of 2020, that big conjunction with the Christmas star. Everyone was talking about it. And now this is their opening sextile. So this is that collaborative energy. Jupiter and Saturn are talking. They're in Earth and water signs. And they're saying, okay, what have you grown? What are you starting to evolve? Let's illuminate with this full moon what we need to release in order to structure Saturn, our lives, and alter our beliefs, Jupiter, so we can progress further and better nurture ourselves. This is exciting. This is this is really cool, like growth and building upon solid Earth energy. And so think about bringing value and love back into your life. What would you love to cultivate in your life to bring love back to yourself and also to the collective too? We have Mars still trining the North Node, so that's that focus on evolving, moving forward, our growth, getting outside of our comfort zone. Venus will be trining Nup- Neptune, excuse me, Jupiter, <laughs> and sextiling <laughs> Jupiter. Love it. <laughs> it's that kind of day, I think. It's a uh, new planet. Yeah, it's a new like planet. totally a new planet. It's so new, Jupiter. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All the astrologers out there are just like cringing. <laughs> so Venus trining Neptune is gorgeous. And with a sextile to Jupiter, I just I think this is so like appreciating. I mean, Neptune is like unconditional spiritual level love that's just off the mm. charts. And Venus there, it's like we are connected with spirit, with angels, with voices from the other side. This is a very magical full moon, I think. And the moon loves being in Cancer. That's the moon's home. That's where it's mm. like at its at its home and most like secure and nurtured self. So Full moon energy is always about illumination and typically about a release or a loss. So what are we shedding right now, right, to move to that place? What do we need to let go of? For me, this is happening in my fourth house, which is also kind of a Cancerian-like house, although it is not Cancer, but it's the house of home and tradition and karma and past Mm. lives. We have Detta, yours is happening in your eighth house. So this is very deep placement for you. Eighth house is that of It's kind of the occult and taboo. It can be death and losses. It can be other people's money and going Mm. within. These are very intimate houses that this full moon is happening, at least for you and I. So it's it's a good opportunity to really do some deep reflection. But I think because of all these trines and sextiles to Jupiter and Saturn and their harmonious relationship to each other, taking the time to reflect back to, okay, like what have I built since December of 2020? What has Mm -hmm. gone right And how can I continue that? And how can I work with a collaborative way with others and with myself 
being on a team with yourself, primary number one is really important. How can we do that <laughs> and go towards something even better and continue this process of growth? Because I think a lot has happened for both of us since that time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've had a baby or something like that, right? I, yeah, yeah. Apparently, two. Yeah. They're running around my house somewhere. Two? What? <laughs> I know. What? <laughs> so, surprise. It's true. Yeah. Huge so, changes. Big, big stuff so. has happened. And, and a lot of good has happened from it. But of course, there's been struggle along the way. So I hope you all have a beautiful, blessed full moon in Cancer. Enjoy this one. And maybe I'm going to take my moon bath. <laughs> that's, that's my oh, ritual yeah. every time. Connect with the element of water. Cancer is water energy. Anything you can do to get near water, it's going to feel good. So moving forward, we have uh, on December 27th, retrograde Mercury will be back in Sagittarius and it will conjunct Mars. So with this full moon, while I'm seeing a lot of this good stuff, I do think, as I was saying earlier, with Mercury moving into Sagittarius, there is that urgency and it's going to feel probably at its peak when it conjuncts Mars and Sagittarius on December 27th. So there is still a lot of this kind of crazy energy and just be aware again, right? Like this chaos, wherever this is happening in your chart, wherever Sagittarius is, this could really cause, I mean, I'm looking at this as, this is classic like familial issues during the holidays, like just Mm. people wanting to get kind of aggressive with each other and needing things done yesterday and deadlines that were not actually deadlines, but suddenly are deadlines and people are expecting things from you. And oh my gosh, I forgot to do that. It's that kind of chaotic stuff. So just remember that that's happening and try to just put up your boundaries when necessary and and respond in a way that doesn't have to encourage that, if that makes sense. Yeah, but that's going to be hard, you were saying, because yes, our boundaries totally. are like going all watery and it, gone. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, yes. Thanks. They you are. the hill that we're climbing on, not necessarily that's telling right. you there is no hell to climb on. Right? Oh, no, no. I love that. I love how clear you're being and how the connections are just like coming fast and furious. And we are so, capable. This is thank the you. knowledge is what gives us this power. This is why I love to use astrology. We are not fated to be doomed and succumb to the chaos. It is a matter Uh -uh. of this is what's happening. It's like the weather, right? So dress for the weather. (laughs) And we're powerful, badass witches. Oh, yes. Dress for the... There is no such thing as bad weather. There is I'm learning very fast. Bad clothing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning being the mother of two boys who are like, get us outside. I'm like, it is is very cold and wet. (laughs) So we're going to bundle you up and we'll all look a little ridiculous. But it's worth it getting outdoors. (laughs) It is. It is. But yes, this can feel like an agitative time. It can definitely Mm. bring on anxiety. So take breaks when you need. Cancel your appointments if you can. Right. Good job, Dada. (laughs) And just remember, people are going to be rushing. There's impatience. And be careful in the roads out there, too. I know with the winter, it can be very crazy. So just just really take care of yourself. And remember that while you might be very you know, attuned to the energy. Other people are not. And so do what you can to protect yourself. Put up those boundaries when possible. And then Venus is shortly after that going to be moving into Sagittarius, which I like. She's been hanging out in sex, excuse me, in Scorpio for a while. She'll be sextiling Pluto on her way out, which is a nice transit, but it's a deep transit. So it might uncover some hidden feelings that make us feel kind of icky. But I think with Venus being a trine here, it's almost okay. We're able to see it clearly and work with it and maybe have a harmony or at least an acceptance around it. So just be aware that she's doing that on her exit into Sagittarius. And as she moves into Sagittarius, Mars will be squaring Neptune the same day. So I just want to beware of scams around this time. The holidays are rife with this, right? And so anytime something is in a hard aspect with Neptune, especially, it's Ooh, too good to be true. Wow. Like, what an opportunity. This feels like amazing. This actually just happened to my sister and I. I don't think she's going to no. mind if I mention this. We did not fall for it. Like, we didn't do oh, it. Good. We have no We have no actual real way of proving that it was a scam, but it was one of those where it was like, there are just too many red flags around this, <laughs> and we're just going to calmly walk away. So here's what I'll say. The underworld might be rearing its ugly head around this point. Kill them with kindness, right? Like, we don't have to be rude. We can just be like, oh, that is so kind. I'm going to move on. The holidays, the budget's kind of tight. No, thank you. (laughs) That kind of just gracious energy around it. You don't have to, don't feel like you have to hang up a bunch of phones and be angry. Although we might feel like we want to. Yeah. But just, just know that everything's kind of coated with sugar a little too much around this period. So be aware (laughs) that. The underworld is rearing its ugly head and you have the power to be like, 
no, thank you. I'm just going to move on and go on with my life (laughs) and not suffer that. (laughs) That, like, makes me want to grab a cypress talisman and just keep it close. Keep it close if you've got some cypress around you, y'all. And and remember, too, that you might not be the one falling for these things, but your friends might. So if you start hearing yeah. them falling for stuff, or maybe it's the, that surprise lover that's got all the right pieces, just kind of keep your tabs open. <laughs> and or rather, your whiskers out. And <laughs> your, your, what, what are all the different terms for just being a little suspicious here? <laughs> I don't know, but I love all, keep all your tabs open. That is yeah. just... That speaks to my soul. Hey, you know what? I think it's it's yeah. it's the new it's the how we all it's our relationship with technology. It works. Yeah. So yeah. So I just wanted to make people aware of that. And around this time, Jupiter is gonna be super mega powerful because Jupiter is moving direct the very next day on December thirtieth. So it went retrograde back on September first in Taurus. It's been retrograde between five and fifteen degrees. So wherever that is in your chart. Here's an interesting thing with Jupiter. It'll often bring in like this abundance and luck, right? Because that's what it stands Mm -hmm. for. Expansion, right? And wherever this like Taurus is in your chart, you might have seen that happen for you in your life. Uh, I certainly did personally. And uh, it was like, wow, like I'm getting all these opportunities and open doors here. Mm -hmm. This is really exciting. And then around September 1st, oh, suddenly things are not so good. In fact, they're almost going the direction of the opposite. So I think keep an eye out for wherever Jupiter's been moving in Taurus in your chart. And the good news is, is when it goes direct again, you might be like, oh, okay, like things are better now. Like they kind of work themselves out. I hope, I hope that's the case for you. You might be getting more open doors, more opportunities that lead you in a better direction. But just be aware if you've kind of felt, wow, uh, (laughs) a lot's been going wrong in this area of my life. What is happening? That might be the case. So... (laughs) hopefully it comes to a close and you get things resolved and see more of that abundance come back into your life in that arena. So, and that'll be around December 30th. And also Jupiter being in retrograde, it's challenged us, right? But it's been testing our beliefs. It's asked you, okay, so you're talking and you're walking. Are you walking the walk (laughs) and talking the talk? Or have you had to redo some of that thing? Have you had to test out some of your beliefs? Have you had to alter some of the ways that you're working with what you want to accomplish and all your dreams of turning that into the tangible. How have you been challenged to do that in a more practical Taurus like way? Mm-hmm. Something to think about as Jupiter is exiting its retrograde. And this is a return to manifesting energy around that area of your life. So I'm hoping that you're able to bring that into your life. Certainly as the new year begins, right? Then that very next day, it'll be new year's Eve. So I think that's, that's a nice thing that Jupiter's going direct right before we hit the new year. And that brings us into January. We're going to start off January with Mars moving into Capricorn, which it is exalted here. I love Mars and Capricorn. That's nice. (laughs) So it'll be focused and it'll be Mars and Capricorn is trying to actually put tangible steps toward manifesting something, toward creating something, toward building, building being the keyword something here. Beware of kind of workaholic tendencies or over control in this area, just because a Mars with a Saturn influence can do that. But I think we all kind of feel this in January. It's like our sober month. We go back to the gym. We, this is very much the new year kind of thing. And yeah. remember, like, it doesn't have to be super extreme. You don't need results yesterday. You have more time. <laughs> Take small incremental steps, right? Yeah. And just take it one day at a time. I don't think it has to, it, it's not going to get done in five minutes. You're not going to lose 20 pounds tomorrow. <laughs> like it's just not no. going to happen. <laughs> Work with that Mars and Capricorn energy. That's that step by step by step by step by step by step up the mountain, right? Yeah. That'll start off our year. Also, we have a really nice sun trining a retrograde Uranus happening a few days later on January 9th. This happens twice a year. This is a closing trine, but Mars will be sextiling Saturn around the same few days. So this could be like a nice turn of surprise or like turn of events, something sudden. It may change in a direction that at first appears like uncomfortable or scary, but with time, it turns out to be like a very fortuitous or like a good cultivation Mm -hmm. of something new. So that is kind of a cool opportunity. Yeah. And we're in the shadow of Mercury retrograde, but it has gone, it went direct on the Correct. Yeah. So January 1st, actually, Mercury will go direct and we will be in that shadow. 
return to things, this is going to be sun trining a retrograde Uranus. And retrograde Uranus continues through the month of January. It'll it'll go direct at the end of that. But you know what? Uranus spends a lot of time retrograde. It's been retrograde since August. <laughs> so you kind of just look for when it's going direct or going retrograde for that really peak period of time. This goes for Mercury too, right? When it goes, when stations direct or stations retrograde, that's when Mercury is at its strongest. So those are the mm-hmm. really important times, to, I think, to take note of. But cool. while it's in retrograde, at least our outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, because they spend so much time there, it's not as cataclysmic in the moment. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really like a sun trying Uranus because it can bring these really cool downloads or inspirational moments and you get hit with the muses and all of a sudden, wow. I I had this great idea. So I hope that's how it manifests. And any of you out there who experience a sudden turn of events that maybe wasn't so welcome, I hope it ends up being something very good for you Mm. happening in these earth signs, manifesting something, cultivating something beneficial and productive. And then with that, two days later, we're going to have our new moon in Capricorn on January 11th. This happens at 20 degrees of Capricorn. It's going to be at 3.57 a.m. when it goes exact. And what's interesting to me about this new moon, right? Okay, so we're going to rewind back into 2020 again because we're having a lot of callbacks here. But Pluto, Saturn, and the South Node were all conjunct in Capricorn right around this degree. And when we have a big conjunction or a transit happening at a degree, that degree kind of remains hot for a while. I believe it was at 22 degrees. So it's not on that, but it's Mm. very close. And I think that this new moon may call back to this, especially because we're in this Pluto at the very last degrees of Capricorn moments. We're looking backwards. We're seeing things come up again or how far we've come or how far we've evolved. And so it'll just be interesting to see how this new moon creates a new dialogue, a new story around an older theme or something that we've already gone through. And just be aware, as these transits are happening, I'm calling out these degrees because the degrees remain sensitive going forward. And 22 degrees of Capricorn is certainly a very sensitive degree. It's also what is considered a world point to some people. So it affects everything. I think we're just going to be seeing a lot of global stories come up around this time. And it'll be interesting to see how it relates back to 2020, the pandemic, all of the things that have Mm -hmm. been our recent history, right? But with this new moon, the sun is still in that trine with Uranus. It's separating, but I would definitely say the energy is still there. Mars will be trining Jupiter and sextiling Saturn. So we've got Jupiter and Saturn. They're they're not even quite getting to that exact sextile yet. They're getting closer and closer. So this is, again, that really awesome earth and water energy around building and manifesting with long-term planning and endurance. This is the two energies working harmoniously, collaboratively together. And again, hearkening back to their conjunction in 2020. So what have you Mm -hmm. built since then? Venus will be trining Chiron and the North Node. Mercury will be squaring Neptune. It's separating. This is a lot of taking in the lessons of the last full moon in Cancer that we just had this last season that we've had at this point because we're nearing the tail end of the season. And how do we move forward with a straightforward plan of action? I think this new moon is going to feel really fulfilling and meaningful in our life. Perhaps we've made more of a conservative judgment call after all the stuff that's happened, all the chaos that's happened. It's like, okay, let's take let's take a more strategic and practical approach. And this feels really comfortable and secure right now. So take your lessons that you've learned from this season, from the holidays, <laughs> from the new year, right? And share them and, and teach them to others and give them to others. Show love to yourself and your body around this time. And dare to go after what it is you actually want to manifest in a way, again, that is Capricorn, step by step by step, little by little up the mountain Mm. you go, right? So this is happening for me in my 11th house, which is cool. This is like the house of hopes, wishes, dreams, community, friendships. So I have a lot of goals around that arena in my next year. So that's kind of exciting. I'm like, okay, cool. New moon, new me. Here we go. Let's get the work done. And this is really an interesting, this is, if you're using Placidus, which is what I use, the house system Mm -hmm. I use. Yes, uh, this is right. So this is going to be like barely like a breath into your third house, which is that communication, technology, sharing like social media, friendships, neighbors. It's it's like siblings. um, It's the people that are like close knit to you in your close community and how you Mm. communicate. And then also like writing communication, teaching could fall under here as well. So that's cool. 
And I, but I would also kind of consider it because it's barely in there also in your second house. So that's going to bring in the subject of your resources, your money, your, your tangible physical items, your home, that kind of thing. And also your self-worth as well. So I think I would give the new moon to both of those arenas, whatever you're being called to focus on around that time. That's what I would cultivate. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But it's like, it's like barely in there. So you get both. That's kind of cool. (laughs) Okay, thank you. I'll take both. It's why it's really, really, really important to know birth time, right? Because that that will minute by minute change. So it can have a different effect on your chart. And depending on the house system you use, that will also provide a different flavor. And if you're wondering which house system is the best or which one is wrong versus right, honestly, I think it's what resonates. By the time this new moon comes around, Detta, you and I, I think we'll know exactly what it is we're trying to manifest (laughs) and we'll go, oh, yep, there it is in the chart. (laughs) The chart that- And let's go. (laughs) That's the one that resonates. So that's the one that is right, in my opinion. I know some astrologers have opinions about that, but I think if it resonates and it's useful- then it works. And if it's not, then just I have love to- that. Yeah, because we're also different. I'm with it's meant to be a tool, not a not mm. an anxiety inducing <laughs> nightmare, mm. which mm. yeah. Sometimes it is. Mm. <laughs> so just be aware. And as we leave, we're gonna have the direct now Mercury will be moving back into Capricorn. So we're wrapping up those stories that we had over the Mercury retrograde. It's gonna hit our already traveled ground for the third pass. This I really feel like it's like We come into the season with Mercury retrograde and we're like, okay, these are the things I need to rework and redo. And then Mars hits it and it's never mind. I need it all done like yesterday. Let's have it happen now. Chaos is ensuing. And then we get to this point where Mercury moves back and it's okay. Let's re reconsider again. Ah, uh, this is what I meant to do a month ago, and this is how <laughs> we're building going forward. So give yourself some grace with this Mercury retrograde again. We know Mercury retrograde can be crazy. So, and it's in mm. an Earth sign, which I think honestly hits people really hard because it's all the things that are tangible, and tangible is what we're working with on a mundane day to day basis. So give yourself a little grace if you didn't quite get to redoing the things you wanted to redo. You will, I think, come to find a space and time to do that. And then with that, January 20th, we have the sun and mind blown, same day, move like Pluto moving into Aquarius together in this like weird dance with the devil. <laughs> Not quite wow. the devil, right? Although in tarot, Capricorn is ruled by the devil, mm-hmm. is the devil card, right? So it'll be interesting to see. But it's the death card. So it's kind of our dance with the skeleton man prancing into Aquarius season. <laughs> However, that Holy looks mind. for you. I say that wearing well, my skeleton onesie right now. <laughs> you are wearing your skeleton. I was just going to say. <laughs> See, Corey really needs to be here because she also has a skeleton onesie. Oh, my God. How cool. Now we need to get I know. you one. And we all got to show up to Aquarius season <laughs> ready to I, dance with Pluto. I, yes. I think, yes. I think I will make sure I have a onesie. We need we need to do that. Yes. Like, happy birthday, Mary. All the things. Happy you Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just like lean into that whole like Pluto energy. (laughs) Because on the call, I, yeah, this is really, this is just resonating big. And I'm, I'm like trying to, I want to make up for the quippiness and, and insight that Corey always brings to this. But all I can think of is, man, this shit is deep. (laughs) And that's where I'm just like living in my brain. And I have been for the last couple of weeks. And again, it's uh, beginning of December where we are. Anytime people can take to reflect just as you're doing, I think is so helpful. And also looking back at that later is so insightful, being able to write down what's going on Mm -hmm. in the moment and then going, oh, this transit's happening. I mean, at least this is how I use astrology most often. I go, oh, this is hearkening back to this time. I'm going to go read about that and see what's coming up for me. And sure enough, it's wow. (laughs) There's the magic right there. I've been, since I've been teaching the Book of Shadows class, I've been looking at all of my old journals and Book of Shadows. And every single time I, I'm so excited that I have it. And I also say to myself, I wish I'd written more. So now I'm starting to try to write more every single day. Bravo. And give myself little bullet points and cues about, oh, this is what this means. And dating everything, which I didn't do very well back in the 90s. But but trust me, everybody, date your your stuff. You will. Yeah, because of exactly what you're talking about. Going back and reflecting on transits and astrology once you... Here you are being retrospective. I love it. I know. (laughs) I'm all ready for this season. I have my costume and everything. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, can wow. we bring costumes into December and November? Or yes. just, yeah, all of the all of the winter holidays. Just carry in all the Halloween yes. stuff. I love it. Yes, let's do it. Hey, let's speaking it. of magic, <laughs> let's go over the magical days. Yes, I did not forget. I was gonna ask. Yeah. Okay. I have a couple, which is good. They kind of spread throughout the season. Nothing's perfect because Pluto's going to be in that 29 degree the whole time. So just know we are working with Pluto, wrapping up, cleaning up. Think of him as like the cleaner. When we think about cleaning up the real like ick mess, that is what Pluto is good at. That is that he comes Mm -hmm. in and takes care of business that way and makes it like go away (laughs) and secretive. I'm not saying that lightly again, given everything that's happened, but that's kind of the right imagery because Pluto can be very graphic, right? In its nature. So Pluto sitting here at the 29 degrees is going to be prevalent through the entire season. But we have a couple nice highlight days that are great for magic specifically. Remember, when I give these days, Mm -hmm. they're not great days that everything's going to go right. That is not the case. This is meant to harness the power in the in the universe to do some like very productive or just meaningful magic. There's some power there. Boy, I listened to you say that over because I was editing, but also I... I actually edited it out for myself and played it as a mantra. Oh for my a gosh. While because I don't know if you remember that you said that last. Oh, great. I'm for Sagittarius season. I am yeah. so humble. Thank you. Also, by the way, I think, yes, I think we cannot hide from the genocide that we are witnessing in real time. And so many of us feel so helpless about it. It would be really awesome if Pluto would come in and <laughs> take yeah. care of people and let the healing start. Does Pluto? do any of that (laughs) Pluto has to give us the hard stuff first and and truly like when I say Mm, Pluto can be graphic I I mean this yeah I mean I I think we're seeing it in a very visceral public way and it's it's crazy it's mind-boggling in the worst possible sense and I unfortunately I think this is kind of part of Pluto's lesson it's gonna serve us something very difficult to swallow and and again it's taking all those feelings that have been brewing under the ground under the surface Mm -hmm. and now they explode out in this very I mean just shocking way we're learning as we go like more I mean we're not just seeing this in one area of the world either I think there are multiple areas of the world that are bubbling over this volcanic energy Mm -hmm. that's like coming out I would say that that's very plutonic and that stuff is coming out from the underground and we're seeing secrets exposed. We're seeing yeah. the the really shameful, horrible things, the graphic things about life. And we're meant to be confronting these things as whether they be results of the work that we've done in the last 15 years while it's been in Capricorn or as a precursor to the start of what Pluto and Aquarius will look like. So it's mm. I think it's important to remember also, though, that like. This is not the first time that Pluto has been in Capricorn, let alone Aquarius. This has Mm -hmm. happened in its way for many, 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 many years, right? It is cyclical in its nature. So now we have to take this time period, this lesson and go, okay, what are we going to do with this? How do we move forward? How do we Mm -hmm. rebuild? But we have to be brought to utter ashes first. And then Pluto comes in and does that cleanup. I mean, and I hate to be conspiracy about this, but when Pluto does the cleanup, the, the secrets are covered up. So then what? And so like that's part of Pluto's lesson too is to some degree what really changes and how can we make this a lasting change? How can we transform this experience yeah. into something that actually propels us into a healthier place as a society? Absolutely. And Aquarius is about Pluto moving into Aquarius is going to really challenge us to work better with community, with others, with our brothers, with our sisters, with our yeah. other magical people out there. Oh, this is getting good. I'm getting goosebumps. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm very, I, I, it's terrifying and it's incredibly exciting. I'm really, I, just like you said at the beginning of the episode, I'm really hopeful. Yeah. I'm, I just wish that, I wish the suffering would stop. Yeah. I don't want, and I think because it is so visceral that what you said about sweeping it away and hiding it again, I don't think. I'm hopeful that's not going to happen because I have, as a, as someone who just turned 55, uh, I have seen that happen over and over and over again and been so frustrated mm-hmm. that people are like, oh, yeah, we knew that six months ago. Oh, we knew that. And it's no, you you can't stop seeing it. You, mm-hmm. you We have to what you said. You have to move forward. I'm sorry. I'm like babbling. No, no, I'm babbling. We're babbling. I am babbling. We are babbling. <laughs> we are doing astro babble on bonfire babble. This is a whole babble moment. It's perfect. It's exactly. Wow. It's what y'all wow. are here for, right? 
Yeah. Okay. And I totally distracted from the magical day. Oh, right. So I'm what so sorry. Are, what so here are we are. They? No, it's not you. Let's, it's me. I took us away. <laughs> let's open the doors back into magic. I really like the evening of December 23rd. And my sister's actually mm. going to be over that day. So I'm really excited. I'm like, I haven't seen her in almost six months. I heard this thing. It's like people with a sister cannot help but talk about their sister. And I think that's just what's oh. happening. It's funny. Her birthday's coming up. It's a whole thing. Anyway, she's on my mind. But December 23rd, late in the evening, we have a very happy moon in Taurus. It's going to be trining Pluto. So this is like heart being able to open up to these deeper, darker, more profound subjects, I think, and even the taboo subjects, things that bring us shame, bring us guilt. The moon is in a more comfortable place, I think, to deal with that being in Taurus. So it's approaching its trine to Taurus. We have the sun still in that sextile, the Saturn, really productive energy here. And Venus trining Neptune, which is, as I said earlier, like one of my favorite things that bringing the two Mm. planets that do with love. Neptune is the highest vibration of Venus. And so the two get together and it's really that cultivation of what is unconditional love, right? How do we show that in our life and also communicate with things beyond our, our physical realm and go Neptunian, go expand out into the universe. So do something that you love on this night if you can embrace the magic of the holiday season, spend time with family and friends and share your dreams together. I really find this as like a very communicative and like happy time. If it, Maybe it's just enjoying a feast with other magical people or just doing a ritual around bringing in that self-love, bringing in that unconditional love and looking mm-hmm. forward to your dreams together. I think this is a really like cozy, nice time And if you can do some magic or maybe do a tarot reading for somebody that you love and just kind of like share ideas back and forth and get real with someone if you can. Again, good food. You are in my head because that's what I was thinking because one of my daughters is coming and she'll be here that night. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, we should do tarot readings. Yeah. So sit around a fire and do some of that. Right. Or just do do some for yourself if you're solo. I love it. Go for it. (laughs) So that's a great evening to enjoy. And then. January 8th evening into January 9th, we have that sun approaching the Uranus trine, which is that like sparkle energy, <laughs> like sparks oh, fire. And so that inspiration can come in. We have Venus trining Chiron in the North Node, which are not quite conjunct yet. They'll be conjunct later, but they're they're nearing a conjunction, which is nice. And Venus in a good aspect to that. We'll have a moon in far-reaching, big dreams, big excitement, fun, Sagittarius. We'll have Mars trining Jupiter, Jupiter sextiling Saturn. I will say watch out for that Mercury square Neptune during this time. But here overall, like this is a really good, like generative, creative energy. Move forward and do something. Mm. So this is a great time. This is right before the new moon. Do your vision board around this time or like research. Gather, gather your ideas and all your tabs. Keep them open. Looking (laughs) forward, take a class if you can learn something or or maybe wrap up a class that you were supposed to have wrapped up. That's definitely going to be on my to-do list. I have a number of of classes I need to like actually finish. Make something. Share stories with people. Bring in that fun Sagittarian energy and move toward Mm -hmm. the things you want. Mercury squaring Neptune can be more of that too good to be true energy or just watch out for those kind of scams. But when operating in a really healthy way, that is like generative, that is creating something and communicating something. Great time for songwriting or poetry or just writing in general. Like do something that is generative if you can and creative and taps into the muse if, you, if possible. Yeah. And then January 15th in the afternoon, evening, we're going to have the moon as it's approaching its conjunction to Neptune, which is always magical in Pisces. Sun will be approaching its conjunction to Pluto, very, very deep. And Venus will be in a great aspect to the nodes around this time. So I look at this as this is a great tarot oracle moment. Or, you know, if you if you use scrying, if you use any kind of pendulum work, like that is a time to do divination arts. Um, this is a really deep period. And it's right after the new moon. So maybe like checking in on like how things are going. Um, or just, this is also right as Pluto is very near the very, very last moments of its time in Capricorn. So if you can tap into what that story is and what you're supposed to take forward into Pluto and Aquarius, that might be a great way to use that. Or just commune with your deities. If you work with deities Mm. or spirit or whoever, great time to use divination. So yeah. Okay. So I've got December 23rd. I've written these down. Mm-hmm. And the 8th, January 8th to the 9th. Yes. The that Monday to t- evening and the next morning could work too. 
Awesome. Awesome. That in the United States Pacific Northwest is a Monday and a Tuesday. And then the 15th is also a Monday in the Pacific Northwest here. Mm-hmm. Is the other one. All right. Monday to start the week off, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you covered all the energies that are good to use on those magic days. I want to try to so get real you. specific with you. I love coming here. And if it's something I can do, I mean, personally, this is how I work with astrology as a magical person. Yeah. I want to share that with anybody I can. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, cool. Conowin. as always, this is really, really wonderful. I just want to also mention to people, I wish I could. One, I wish I could physically be in, at your ritual tonight and soon. I'm that is one of my goals for 2024 is to make it oh, physically please. to we one of your rituals. You. Yes, I, I thank you, and you keep being so generous about inviting. I just have to make it happen. But uh, I want to mention to everybody that you still have classes online. You have some yes. evergreen classes and some. You have some sync. Do you do synchronous classes online? Or so. No? Actually, no. So the only thing I have currently online is a, it's an evergreen class, as you said. So you yeah. can go on to conwinmore.com and it's my sun sign astrology class. Don't mm. be fooled by the like general sun sign name. It's taking sun sign astrology and making it work for you a little bit better, but working yeah. with every season. And there's, there's like a bunch of spells I give and a handout and all that stuff. So that's on there and that will remain on there. I'm hoping to add, so that's a sun class in astrology. I'm hoping to add a moon class very soon because I've already, it's already written. It just needs to get produced. And then hopefully a rising sign as well. So we have our, we have our big three at least. And then if you are local to the area, I am doing classes at locally at Crescent Moon Gifts in Tacoma. That is also where we perform our rituals. And that I have to, if you don't mind me mentioning, we just launched our brand new website. I'm so proud of it. And it's divinewarriorwitches.com. We'll be sharing stuff like recipes and reflections and more astrology if you're interested on there going forward in the new year. So even if you can't attend our rituals, you can get a little taste of what we do. And if you're local, then you can, of course, sign up for our rituals. We have a lot of fun doing them. And tonight is our Yule ritual, which we're very excited for. There are three of you, right? Yeah, there are three of us now, which is super cool. cool. Although we have kind of a close-knit team of people that we're very proud of. And some of them listen to this. So hi. (laughs) Hello, (laughs) you all. Yeah. So thank you for all the support but also just it's it's been a really wonderful community we built and we'd love to have anybody who's local come and if you're not local come talk to us we're across all social media and we'd love to we'd love to communicate and hang out and create community conwin thanks and we're gonna try to cover for Corey as we say until next time be well act with intention and don't forget you are magic We love you, Corey. We love you, Corey, so much. (laughs) On fire, Babble. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.